This is Podco Media Networks. Hello, and welcome to the Peace Love Plants podcast. On this episode, I speak with Audrey Sanchez, founder of the nonprofit organization Balanced.org. Audrey believes that food should enhance our lives and improve our health. She also knows how difficult it is to feed our families well when unhealthy foods are overpresented in nearly every food environment. So, instead of talking about what should be done, she took action by holding the food industry accountable and making healthy eating easier for all families. Her mission is steadfast, change menus and save lives. And as you will soon hear, Audrey doesn't waver on the aforementioned mission. So, kick back, have a listen, and be prepared to hear the story of how taking motivation and turning it into action equals positive change. Audrey Sanchez, welcome to Peace Love Plants. Hi, thanks for having me. Not a problem, it's an honor. So I was just on your website, balance.org. I love the name, by the way. And it seems like your organization is really making an impact in the healthfulness of the food system as a whole. And I definitely want to dive into the initiatives of Balance. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about who you are and walk me through your background and why you started this organization. Sure, yeah. I will try and keep this pretty concise. Let's see who I am. At my core, I am an educator and a mom. And those are the two sort of things that led me to launch Balanced a few years ago. So I spent the better part of a decade working in education in classrooms in Kansas City and New Orleans in traditionally underserved communities. So witnessing firsthand what it's like for children and families who don't have access to healthy food. And then I had a daughter and ended up working at a nonprofit that was focused on helping people eat more plant-based foods. And we would get about 2 million questions and requests a year. And one of the number one questions or concerns people had was, I want to eat more plants, but my grocery store doesn't have them, but my school doesn't have this food, but I can't find this. And so realizing that there is just this groundswell of people who want to make these changes, but can't, I started to think like, is my contribution to this work best as an educator? Or since I have this 30,000 foot view of the problem, should I be taking that on instead? And so that's where balance came from, thinking about what changes had to be made so that more people could eat the ways that they wanted to. That's fascinating. And I love the work you do. Your website is just chock full of resources and tools that people can use and learn from if they're confused as to where to start even. I mean, it's an excellent resource. What particular one of the tools on your site that stands out to me is the Balanced Scorecard. Can you tell us a little bit about more what that is and how it works for people? Sure. Yeah. So the Balanced Scorecard is a tool that anybody can use to look at a menu. It can be their own. Typically, it's institutions, a school or a hospital, their university, whatever. They can look at a menu over the course of a week or two. Then they answer about 25 questions and those questions, then at the end, there's like a point, you see how many points you have, and it aligns to, or it shows how closely aligned that menu is to the very bare minimum dietary guidelines. Bare minimum. This is talking like 50% fruits and vegetables, 25% whole grains, 25% protein, even if that's animal source protein, Just like, does it even fit that? And the average score on our scorecard is like an F because... Wow, average. (laughs) Yeah, if we see a C, 
we think that institution is like doing some good stuff, doing some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's rough. So you're going after those F's and D's yep. and really trying to help change the menus that they're offering in their institutions. Yeah. And so any institution that has their menu scored, we'd reach out to them and we say, hey, we can help you step by step redesign your menu, and then anything else you need along the way. So if you're having issues with procurement, we have a vendor list. If you're having issues with budget, we can help you look through that and figure out where you can cut costs and save money. We make it as easy as possible for institutions to make changes. And our focus with those institutions is just to improve a letter grade. Let's start with one letter grade. So F to D. F to D. Let's go to C after that. Let's go to C after that. The enormity of impact an F to a D has is astonishing. It means that like there are leafy greens on the menu or the fruit on the menu is not fruit juice, but a whole fruit, right? Like it's very small things that make a big difference in people's lives. So if someone really embraced this movement and trying to change the menus that they're offering to these kids, they can do just a little bit and be a C or a B, it sounds like. Huge, huge, yeah. And we will make them seem like hero of the year. Like (laughs) anybody who is willing to make these changes, we celebrate that because there are a lot of institutions who, for whatever reason, a lot of times it's public concern, like they don't want to upset their constituents or their customers, a lot of misinformation. You know how the food industry works. There's a ton of deliberate misinformation. And so anybody who's willing to take that risk, even to make small changes, we just think it's huge. And we are so happy to be alongside them doing that. So I've got a restaurant background as a chef and we always use the term 86. Yeah, and something yeah, yeah. was out, 86 yeah. something, right? So it kind of sounds like you guys are out there to 86 the misinformation and really take <laughs> on head on these conglomerates that are just serving up poor food to our children. And really, I mean, but it's not just schools. You guys work in hospitals and your reach is far, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have obviously the support tools for these institutions, any institution, basically any place that has a menu that serves more than one person will help them. Right. Because education. So if you think about nutrition education, you're working one-on-one, you can potentially impact one person who then maybe can influence their family, right? But what we know is the number one driver of food choice is food environment. So if you can get a decision maker to change a food environment that then impacts people's decision at a larger scale, then we know that change happens more quickly. And so, yeah, we're working with these institutions to support them, but we also have this really core element of our work, which is about food industry accountability. Because our food system did not get this way on accident. This is not an accident that the least healthy foods are the most profitable for institutions and food companies. They're the cheapest. They are most readily available. All of that is by design. And we think people have a right to know. (laughs) And we know that I'm sure you have talked about this with many of your other guests, but the food industry uses a playbook that's very similar to the tobacco industry and other industries where their primary function is to create doubt so that people will buy more of their product because, you know, it's probably not that unhealthy or it's probably not too bad for me, (laughs) right? It's just like moderate amount of disease. Yeah. It could be worse. (laughs) It could be worse. Yeah. (laughs) That's fascinating. So for an institution or a school, I've never been in that situation, but if I'm a principal at a school, I don't have a lot of time to take on the food industry. Sure. (laughs) Even if I did, I don't know if I want to. I mean, they're just this juggernaut of money and attorneys. And it's kind of like a sandbox you don't want to play in. So what you guys do is like, hey, 
Let's get in the sandbox. Let's play. We're willing to take that on for you, it sounds like. Yeah. And at our best, we don't make a lot of enemies, but at our most effective, (laughs) we sometimes do, right? Right. Because a lot of institutions outsource their food procurement to food service providers, like the big three, Aramark, Compass, Sodexo, right? And those are the companies that have relationships with big food companies like Coca-Cola and Lay's and Tyson. And so when we push those food service providers to push their suppliers, then we start to see that change happen. It's almost a bottom-up approach. Yeah, because it's not the school's fault, right? Like we're talking about schools and hospitals. These are places that fundamentally want to serve the community. Their goal is to care for people and take care of people. We are trapped in a system that makes that very difficult for a lot of reasons. And we're on sort of like on the periphery, just like banging at the system to make it easier for the people who are doing this work to make the changes that they know are in the best interest of their customers. Yeah, and at their heart of hearts, they know they know that this change needs to happen. They see it day in and day out, and they need people like you and your team to come in and lend them that hand and that guidance. Because you guys are essentially a one-stop shop, like I mentioned. I mean, come in and, hey, we'll take it on for you, which is awesome. I was reading some numbers on your site, and this one really caught my attention. It was mind-boggling to me. Your organization thus far, and this may have changed, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but... 750,000 meals a week. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Through some of our advocacy victories. So we have three programs, basically. We have a grassroots advocacy, community advocacy program. That is where we help anybody anywhere go to their institution and advocate for change. So let's say a mom in Tucson, Arizona is like, I want different food on a menu. We make sure that she can go into the school fully prepared with literally everything they need. Like send this as your first email. Here's your script for a phone call. We'll build your website. So that's our advocacy program. We've had a bunch of movement there around schools, adding plant-based options, reducing animal source proteins. And then we have our institutional outreach program, which is where we provide support for the actual food service professionals. And we've seen a ton of traction there, being able to build relationships and get them to move. Basically it's a bottom-up top-down approach where we take on the hard work for both parties. So you create a website. So let's say I contact Balance and I'm like, Audrey, I want to help. I don't know where to start. They're like, we'll build you everything. We'll even give you a website so I can walk in fully kitted, so to speak, Mm -hmm. ready to take on the challenge that in my heart of hearts I know needs to be taken on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you get a meeting with that key decision maker, we will buy you and that team a plant-based lunch so that you can sit and talk about the changes that need to be made. We will even show up and help you if you need. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. You know, and some of the other stuff I saw on your website, and this is really impressive, by the way. I got to add this real quick before I go too far down this road. But your team, at first glance, you look at your website and you must go, Holy cow, someone first visiting this is going, this is a robust team and company. <laughs> and then you go to the About Us section, yeah. and it's kind of a tight-knit group, am I right? I mean, or is yeah. there more that I'm not seeing? No, very recently, we have a new hire, which makes our team five. But yeah, we do it all. We build our websites, we put five it together. People? Yeah. Audrey, yeah. this looks like one of the conglomerates that you're fighting. I mean, wow, forward-facing. You guys have really put it out there and done a great job of representing what you're able to do. Well, thanks. I mean, we also have this belief that if the food industry is doing it, we have to do it as well or better. We're scrappy. It might take us a little longer, but if we're not as polished, who's going to listen to us, right? Sure. They're listening to the food industry. And coming back to this, like it has to be easy for people to do this. 
I'm a mom. Like I care about this so much, but if this were not my full-time job, I would struggle to fit it in my schedule. That's why we're just like, okay, here's everything, whatever 10 minutes you have this week, let's make it happen. So we just put it out there and whatever folks need, we make it work. What are some of the biggest successes you've had? I was reading somewhere, I don't know if it was a a social post or maybe it was on your website, but Atlanta, Georgia is a, I mean, it's a big city. I live in Florida and we call Atlanta the capital of the South. I mean, that's huge. You guys have gotten in there and helped them? Yeah. So we've worked with the Cobb County School District. We're pretty proud of the work that they've done. And we have not done that alone. They have additional partnerships that help at other steps. We are not the only organization doing this work. We are one of the most vocal and we are often sometimes (laughs) considered like the heavy in this space where we come in and we are like big, bold demands. But yeah, they have been fantastic to work with. Clark County, Nevada, which is Las Vegas, We were able to get them to improve their menus in a really significant way. They serve 40,000 kids a day. So that feels pretty good. That's huge. (laughs) Yeah, it's huge. Because, I mean, Las Vegas, a lot of cities model what they do in terms of, no matter what it is, tourism, things like what you're doing. So that's going to be contagious, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. We have currently 15 active campaigns, I think. You can check it out at balancedmenus.com. Anybody can go there and sign the petitions for all of these school districts and hospital chains. They can. Yeah. So they can head over there. They can see the school districts we're currently in, some hospital chains. We've worked with some companies, which is pretty exciting. So... We have helped support some employees at like Expedia and other teams at major tech companies that I don't necessarily like want to air their business if they're not ready to chat about yeah, it. No, but, yeah, no, I understand. But that's fascinating. So let's say I'm an employee at XYZ company and every day in my cafeteria, we've got a huge cafeteria, they're serving brown food. Yeah, it's <laughs> so beige. I can, if it's I beige, can, you know it's yeah. bad. <laughs> But I can be like, all right, I'm going to contact my people at Balance because they've got my back and you guys will do just like you do for the others. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do a menu analysis. We will help redesign the menu. It's case by case basis. Some places have a cafeteria that serves them every day. Some places have like on Friday, our company brings in meals. Once a month, could they bring in 50% of that as plant-based? That is a huge impact, right? You're talking about like... 12 to 15% of the menu is suddenly plant-based, which is much bigger than it otherwise would be. Correct. And it really seems like you guys have a not all or nothing approach, which I really love and I agree with, because I think when you say to someone, you have to do it this way or else, you're just alienating everybody and you're discouraging them. And they point at this plant-based move and they go, see, that's how they all are. But your approach is the opposite. It's like, hey, let's start with a little bit. Like you mentioned in the beginning, let's take you from an F to a D. And that seems to just resonate. It resonates with me. So I would imagine it resonates with others. Obviously it is because your work is proven and it's working. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I think this just goes back to living in the real world. Like it is such a luxury to be able to pick what food you get to eat every day. That is not a luxury that children have, not a luxury hospital patients have. It's not a luxury like just like busy people have, right? We eat what's around us, what's available. And so this is not about whether or not individuals are making an all or nothing choice. This is about if we want people to eat foods that we know promote their health, we have to make the environment promote their health. So we didn't get here overnight. We won't fix it overnight. (laughs) No, but the work is happening. It's obvious. So 
I spent a lot of time on your website because it's, like I said, <laughs> really, right. it's robust. I mean, you can really poke around. And your mission of holding the food industry accountable is amazing, as we discussed. But 2020 is 13, 15 days, whatever. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, you're like, please don't make me think <laughs> about that right now. I don't even know what day it is right <laughs> let's, now. <laughs> let's finish the year first. Yeah. But what's next for you guys? I mean, 2020 has got to be a big year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. World domination is our <laughs> annual goal. But brain. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Let's see. 2020. So big, big projects happening. Our goal is to improve 10 million meals a week. 10 million? 10 million meals a week. We think it's totally possible. Wow. I mean, you know, it's possible. We can do anything, right? Stretch goals. I love Stretch it. Stretch goals. And that's through our advocacy and institutional outreach work. But we really want to start taking on nutrition policy as well at the state and local level. The federal level is just like impenetrable right now. We have a campaign against the upcoming release of the terribly flawed dietary guidelines. But that's not the place where we're going to see the most impact for the most people right now. We want to help create legislation that promotes healthier environments in schools, that increases the amount of fiber that we focus on for meals, right? Reduces processed foods for children and hospital patients. We really see those as things everybody can get behind, right? And our lawmakers can do that. They have the power to introduce policy that makes a big difference for their constituents on a personal level. It saves them money, right? Everybody's talking about climate change. These are easy wins. We think there's a ton of momentum around policy work that we should really be focused on. Yeah, it seems like plant-based is like the silver bullet, right? I mean, it fixes so many things. Why not implement it at all levels? I feel like it's coming. I think that we're on a dawn horizon of just something new happening and it's big. And you guys, to me and to others that I've talked about, your organization are leading the charge. So we've talked about what's next for balance. We've talked about what you do with institutions and schools. One other thing I want to talk about is you have these downloadable menus and guidelines on your site. Wow, those are, (laughs) I mean, I'm at a loss of words. Wow is the only thing I can come up with. I mean, you guys put all this together or doctors supply this? Yeah. I mean, so we have a ton of really fantastic people on our advisory board that we can connect with if we have questions, but I think (laughs) if nothing else, I hire well. So we have just a brilliant team of people who understand acutely what individuals and institutions need to make change or just start change. Right. And so our theory is if we can provide those free of charge, Anybody can get them. If they're willing to do it without our help, neat. Download it, get started. You don't even have to tell us you're doing it. We don't care, just do it, neat. But if they need our help, then we're here. (laughs) It's so interesting to me in the time of Google, how challenging it has been for some people. It's not on page one. It's not not on page one, right? (laughs) To just like make simple menu changes. Like, oh, we don't know how. Oh, we don't have these. Like, oh, if we're hearing that over and over and over again from the people we want to support, That is data that tells us we should create that resource. And so that's what we do. Yeah, individuals can download stuff. Institutions can download stuff. We're coming out in 2020 with a food service guidelines. So similar to the dietary guidelines, but with a plant-rich focus that are actually rooted in (laughs) evidence-based nutrition science. But. (laughs) Yeah, but actually healthy. So that, and then some big plans for creating a tool, possibly an app where these institutions can say, like, I want to build a plant-rich meal 
aligned to these food service guidelines balance has put out. They can drag and drop, see nutritional information, like just wow. make it as easy as possible for them. Keep it simple, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to wrap this thing up, Audrey. These are short podcasts, as you know. I but before it. we go, tell my listeners where they can find more about Balance. It's balance.org, but yep. you're on social, right? We are on social. Balanced, I like to emphasize there's a D on the end of that, because if you go to balance.org, you're just going to end up at like a GoDaddy hosted site. So balanced. Balanced.org, Instagram and Facebook. We are at Get Balanced Now. On Twitter, we're at Get Balanced underscore now. So they can find us there. They can certainly email me directly, AudreyS at balance.org. I'm here. Love to, the transparency. They're the ones doing the work. We say, yeah. like, if you have the enthusiasm, we have the expertise. Let's connect. Like, we'll make it I happen. It. I'll include all that stuff in the show notes and make sure people can reach out to you. Is there anything I missed that you'd like to discuss before we go? No, this was fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on. No worries. I appreciate your time and keep doing the great work you guys are doing at Balance.org. We really appreciate you. Oh, well, thanks. Taking on the food industry is no small task. And neither is wading through the misinformation that is so prevalent on the web. And as we just learned, what Audrey and her team at Balanced have done to assist those looking to make a difference in their communities is truly amazing. And from now on, when I think of the term purpose-filled mission, I have to think of Balanced.org. The impact they have made in such a short amount of time is truly remarkable. And to think that in 2020, they have set a goal of impacting 10 million meals. It's impressive. I truly hope that they achieve that goal, and better yet, surpass it. I also want to add that speaking with Audrey and learning about her mission has made me pause and reflect on the fact that we all have the power to make a change. It doesn't have to be all at once. Every step in the right direction helps and can impact someone for the better. I encourage everyone to look within and ask, what small act of kindness can you do today to push positivity forward? As for me... I'm going to wash my elderly neighbor's car. That's all for this episode. Thank you kindly for joining me, and please tune in next week, because my guest is Robbie Ballinger, an ultra-endurance athlete that ran from Los Angeles to New York, 3,175 miles, completely fueled by plants. Remarkable. Until then, peace, love, and plants.